0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The message today is actually a continuation of the message that we had last week that came from Saint Paul in Ephesians in chapter 4. And, and we do a, an extension of that message today because it is a continuation of thought that Paul is teaching. We stopped at a certain point in our reading, but there's more to this teaching that we need to hear as the body of Christ to be exhorted as to who we truly are in Christ, having been filled with Him. If you remember last week, St. Paul taught us that we are to walk worthy of the vocation to which we are all called. We talked about that vocation, that every Christian filled with God as a vocational calling on their life, not just ordained clergy. Every living stone has been filled with God for a divine purpose to take their part in the whole of the body of Christ for two reasons. That vocational calling, if you remember, is one, as a kingdom of priests, a holy priesthood. We gather together to offer up with the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom and earth together in this time and space. We offer ourselves all that we are as a worship to God, a response of love from us to the love that we have been given. We are priests that make that offering. But The second part of the vocational calling was to be vessels that express all that God is and all that God has done in our lives to one another and to those that sit in darkness because St. Paul said in Ephesians 4 as we read last week, You have been called out of darkness into light. Therefore, we testify, our lives testify by the way that we live, sometimes more than the way we need to speak. And the way in which we live testifies to the work of God, the reality of the life of God within us. And that was our vocational calling. But he also said we need to protect the environment, the fellowship of the body of Christ. That we are to walk in lowliness and meekness with one another. Long-suffering with one another. That we are to protect the unity in the spirit of the body of Christ. Why? So that everyone may be free to walk in their vocational calling to the glory of God. And it's where St. Paul goes from here that is the message for us today. Because he moves from that exhortation and that encouragement and direction into giving us a description of God's will for the body of Christ in the earth. He paints a beautiful picture for us of what the body of Christ is by God's design upon this earth for the salvation and the life of all. Listen to his words. We continue in Ephesians 4 beginning in verse 7. But to each one of us, Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. What's he saying? He's alluding to what happened after the ascension. Christ took captivity captive and ascended to take His place in the heavenlies on our behalf. What's the next thing that happens? He sends His Holy Spirit at Pentecost to do what? To fill all things. All those who would be baptized would be absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Why? For their salvation and so that they may have all the grace needed to take their place in this newly birthed body of Christ in the earth. That would be the continuation of the very ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul then goes from there. Now that he said he's given gifts to all that he's filled all things with himself by the Holy Spirit. He starts to talk about the body of Christ using that language. The body of Christ with many different members And he begins to teach about how what some of these members look like. And when they're all put together, they look like Christ. And so he begins to mention some of these gifts given. He says to some he gave to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. And this is not even an exhaustive list. If we look in 1 Corinthians 12, there's a whole other list of these different parts of the body, so to speak. Some he gifted with word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Some he gifted with healing. Some with miracles. Some he gifts with faith. And if that's not enough in Romans, we have another list that mentions some of those already mentioned, but also includes the gift of exhortation. To one, he's given the the gift to encourage towards Christ. And to another, he's given the gift of mercy, to be an expresser of the mercy of God. What are we seeing here? A body with many parts that God desires to be so in union with one another that you put them all together and Christ is functioning and living in and through His church in this present time, age, and place. That Christ being the head of the body, as Paul says, directs every member of the body to function in such harmony in such order that together, together, we are indeed the ministry of Christ in the earth. You know, as a youth, when I was 16 years old, we had a, a member of our church that I grew up in who was the head of, the, of Tulane Medical Center where they, they uh, raised up doctors, educated doctors. He was the head of the whole department. And my youth leader one day got together with him and said, would you give us a tour Of the medical facilities and they started talking and what the the head of the program said, I said, I'll do that but let's do this. I want to show them the miracle of the human body. And so when we all came to that medical center that day he took us into all the various laboratories. We saw the microscopic parts of the body that you can only see by high powered microscopes. But then he also took us into the cadaver room. Where they actually performed investigations and operations on cadavers that bodies donated, given. And we saw all the parts of the body. And he was right there pointing out how this part of the body affects this body. This is its purpose. And if it doesn't do this, this part of the body doesn't work. And into that he interjected about, and those cells that you can't even see, they are just as important as the things you can see. And all of them must function together in this perfect unity and harmony for the body to have life and health. And he said, you tell me, all those who want to believe that all life was created by some accident to explain this. How is it that such perfectly orchestrated creation, from microscopic elements to the greatest in size of the pieces of the human body, must function in such harmony together, complementing one another for life to exist on the earth without it showing forth the wonder of its creator? And I'm telling you as a 16 year old, they had me. They had me. And I started understanding because he started talking about not only is the body miraculous, but he alluded to Paul. He said, what you're seeing here in front of you in these cadavers and under these microscopes, you're seeing what Paul, what Christ through Paul is saying is what the body of Christ is supposed to be. Some ministries more seen than others, but none more important than one another. And every one of them must function in miraculous harmony, By the Holy Spirit's life within us. For God to be glorified in and through this flesh and blood that you see all around you. And then there's one part of the body he showed us. That was the conductor of this incredible orchestration of all of these parts of the body. And that's the human brain. And where is it located? It's the head. And he said it's the human brain that is constantly giving signals through all those nerves to every part of the body to make sure that it orchestrates perfectly, makes the music of life. He said that's what the human brain does. This is exactly what our Lord through St. Paul is teaching his church in Ephesians and is teaching us today. I want you to hear the words of St. Paul and see if you don't see some pretty incredible medical precision that God has given Paul in showing what the body of Christ is to be. Because Paul continues after that list of giftings by saying, But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into Him who is the Head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body, for the edifying of itself in love. You see that? He's saying every point. same thing the head of this department at Tulane Medical Center was saying about the miracle of the human body. That every single part of the, whole, of the body is to take its place for life and health to exist. Bar none. None more important than the other. And that is us. That is us the body of Christ in the earth. You see, there are some of us here who have been given grace to be cells. Those that are probably less seen publicly unless you put it under a microscope with the very ministry of Jesus Christ so important. And there are some of us that are skin or some of the bigger organs that you can see more naturally. But I tell you this, the cell doesn't need to envy the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the arms, the head. Because it wouldn't exist without the cell. There's to be no envy, no strife. We should not be wanting to attain ministries that other people have. We should live our lives so engrafted into our Lord Jesus Christ in real fellowship that we're daily receiving grace to be all that He wants us to be. Because He's the head. He's the divine orchestrator of us all. And if He has you here and not here, there's a divine purpose. And we need to find peace and relaxation and joy in serving the Lord in those purposes. But you know this existence as the body of Christ, it is not something that's automatic. We don't exist fully in our place, in our vocation, to take our place in the body of Christ as that vital part because we're members of an orthodox church. Because we happen to come here even faithfully. Showing up. That's wonderful. It's good. I will that you all continue to do that. But we have to be receivers from the head. We have to live a life on a daily basis in prayer and communion with God and receiving all that we need by grace through the church by the Holy Spirit to truly hear from Him on a daily basis as to how to live with joy serving Him in the gift He's given us. You see, in the human body we do run into problems from time to time. You do know That there are times when nerves either cannot or will not receive the information from the brain. And it causes a great problem. In fact, it's diagnosed as neuropathy. And it can cause great problems if we're not receiving the signal from the head. And something else to think about. You know, all those cells that are in our body. What happens when cells decide not to function in the order that God created them To run amok and do their own thing out of the order of the body. What do we call it? Cancer. I look at everyone here and I pray for us all. I see every part of the living Jesus Christ. Now, our role together is to discover, Lord, what is the grace I've been given? our role together is to humbly submit ourselves into that place because if we will do that and if we will learn to hear and respond from He who is our head and take our place and only our place and live in peace and protect that environment, God will be glorified in us and salvation will be on the rise. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.